Thanksgiving is this Thursday. How do you give thanks and how important is it to you? Join us for today's broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Have you returned to give thanks? And welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. We're back in our message we began last week as we celebrate Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. It's called, Have You Returned to Give Thanks? We're taking a look at a few men who received an amazing moment of grace from Christ. Yet, how many of them returned to give thanks? And what does it mean to give thanks? How important is it for you and I as believers in Christ to live a thankful life? That's all straight ahead. Join us. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Uh, Giving thanks always, always, and for everything. When to give thanks? Always. And that is absolutely impossible. We thought the hardest part was verse 22. Wives, submit to your... We thought, no, 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 that's easy compared to this. Don't worry about being submissive if you're not thankful. And don't worry about a husband being sacrificial. See, he's just taking out what are the byproducts and how can you recognize a life being animated and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he deals with very personal things. In the, uh, it's a singing church. And he tells you what they sing. It becomes a, because these are plurals, and, and it's uh, thanking, giving thanks. It's a thankful uh, group of people. You know, it's destroyed more churches maybe than adultery is griping. Yeah, griping churches, murmuring churches. Uh, not, you know, where their theme song is where seldom is heard an encouraging word. Home, home on the range. No, no. Who wants to go to uh, a negativity incarnate church? No, 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 no. A church ought to be a place that's singing. Music ought to some way. Get it out. You don't have to be in the choir. Uh, there's a psalm here that we'll look at later that tells you about that. But he says, when the Spirit is controlling and he assumes the church can only exist and conti- continue to exist by the animating power of the Holy Spirit in us, uh, we all have negative days, negative moods. We're, we're, we're prone to winds and currents and circumstances and hormones and paydays and non-paydays and sickness. Oh, we, we have all that. It's a part of our humanity. And some of us were born more negative than others. You know, you, you can't help it that you got the personality you got. Really, you can't. Uh, and you have to learn one of the first things in life is learning to figure out yourself. Uh, figuring out that I, uh, like my, I'll I, I pick on me. I'm a melancholic, really, by, it's one of the characteristics. So I can weep easy, I can emote and go to the third heaven and crash on Monday morning. Carolyn, when she's moved, might do this. When I move, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can be a mess. I have PMS, not her. 
By personality, I'm much more uh, given to moods and uh, can, be, can be more inclined to depression, uh, low, that kind of, uh, uh, my wife, it, her people are a very steady Betty kind. They're not high, low, they just, and she tells me when you come off your high, I like to talk. <laughs> we like, you know, we need to do this. I, I love it. It's great for a pastor's wife because you can be an emotional wreck in the midst of ministry. You have great Sundays, you have great weeks, you've got low weeks, you have weeks a lot of people die, uh, you've got weeks that you wish some, you, you have different things, you, you, you know, you have all these moods you got to deal with. I never finished that line. You guys have an evil mind. You ran there. You, you filled in the blank. I, I don't give fill-ins. I'm trying to get you spiritual. But give me thanks always for everything, and then you're submitting. So when I'm giving thanks for everything all the time, and then if I don't get it clear and I say, God, uh, I'm slow of hearing, could you say it twice? Go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Rejoice always. Have you ever had family devotions and you're reading it? Rejoice always, children. <laughs> I mean, the tone tells you what's going on. Rejoice. Or rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances or in all things. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Have you ever had anyone said, show me the will of God? Start being thankful right now. Well, could you, is there another verse? I'm not ready to do that yet. What do you mean you're not ready for that yet? No, when things get better, I'll get thankful. You won't. Matter of things, when things get better, you'll be more forgetful. Hard times, if you're ever going to be thankful, hard times are the times that will bring it out. When things get better, you'll be more forgetful. It's when pressure's on. What do you do when the pressure's on? In all things, give thanks. Because you belong to a father who has said, I am a planning God, and I have planned everything in your life is going to work together for good because you've been called according to my purpose. So everything I bring in your life, and then you hear a man like this say, this is at, at the graveside now. The Lord has given these 10 children, and the Lord has taken these 10 children. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job 121. Could you do your own children's funeral? Job had no one to bury his kids but him and a nagging wife who was telling him, curse God and die. I wouldn't serve a God that would let my kids die, all 10 of them. And he said, the Lord gave and the Lord could take away Blessed be the name of the Lord. I heard the funeral sermon of E.V. Hill, who preached his own wife's funeral, and God gave him a marvelous wife. He said she was so creative, he came home one night, and uh, 
had a candlelight dinner going. He said, oh, this is nice. This is wonderful. This is going to be a great night. Then he went into the bathroom, flipped on the switch, and no lights came on. And he said, uh, honey, uh, ooh, ooh, I thought this was all romance. He said, no, that little gas station you sunk all your money into has bellied up, and they've cut off our electricity. So I thought we'd have a candlelight dinner. And when uh, Black Panthers put it out on the streets, they went to kill him in L.A., Shoeshine boy told him, they're looking for you, Evie. They're out to get you. And so he went to the Black Panther meeting and said, I hear you're looking for me. And uh, they said, we are. He said, you wear all these fine suits, and you're a reverend, and you're this and that. And he started telling them how many folks they fed in Watts and uh, where he came from as a farm boy down in Sweet Home, Texas. And he said, one morning he got up. And his wife wasn't there, and he called her babe. And he said, babe, where are you? Where are you? And about 30 minutes later, she, she came in. She's in her house robe. He said, where you been? She said, I just had to take the car for a drive. She said, I figured if there's a bomb in it, it'd be easier for me to go than you. You know, um, Basically, the Lord, and when he did the funeral, he did Job 1:21. The Lord gave babe, that's what he said. The Lord took her. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You can give thanks in all things. You can live on a lot less. And many are finding out in this economy, we're living on less. This is the Great Depression for our generation. Anyone born after the 40s, this is the Great Depression. But to see when do we give thanks, we are a thankful people all the time. And turn back. I know, see, this is topical. You need your Bible needs to be broken in. You do it now. Psalms 107. Look at what he says here. Uh, if I'm not lost on this verse. No, it's back in Psalms 40. I'm going on my memory, and it's never worked right yet. Let's see. Uh, oh, look at this. Uh, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Talk about who should be praising the Lord and when. In all things, for all things, when I realize uh, I'm his, and here he says, God took him out of the mire and put him in the choir. He said, I was in the bog. I was mired down. In verse 3, when he got through with me, he had put a new song in my mouth. Only our God takes the redeemed from sinking and puts a song in the mouth. Guess who sings this? The redeemed. If you know the Lord, we're the 10% thankful people on the face of this earth. We ought to be singing it, shouting it, and just showing God we love him every way we can. Well, we're running out of time, so let me just give you, uh, I'll stop with these. Let me show you ways to give thanks. There's some of you don't know, say, well, I'm an introvert, and God never accepts the praise of introverts, you know, <laughs> as though we're all extroverts. No, listen to Psalms 150. 
and see if you could find a way in this psalm that you could give God thanks. Praise the Lord. Okay, praise the Lord. Just repeat. Okay, praise God in his sanctuary. Well, this isn't uh, the same, but we've dedicated this as a place of worship, so we're doing it the right place. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Will that be spirit beings? Praise him for his mighty deeds. Do you know what God has done in history? That's why you ought to be wearing out a Bible, filling your mind full of sacred history. What has God done before you showed up? You know what? I watched a few ball games, but I'd hate to think that's my life. Watching teams that I don't even like lose or win. I don't have a team I'm for. 49ers, God have mercy on the Bay Area. That last game is indicative of the rest. Pray for them to come out of the slump. You didn't watch it, I could tell. <laughs> Are you loyal fans? Uh, pray, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. That's his attributes. N name me five attributes of God. Go. Omniscient. I'm not present. Sovereign, holy, perfect, eternal, merciful. Okay, you know some. You've got enough right there to keep you busy for the first hundred years of eternity. Just start bragging on who your father is and what he can do. His mighty deeds. Praise him with trumpet sound. Uh, how many of you are glad we don't have any trumpets? You think we're loud. We don't have any trumpets yet, but if you play, do it at home. And, and if we ever get horns, great. Praise him with lute and harp. That's our guitars. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Anybody here ever been in church where they play tambourine? I remember going to Jamaica and Haiti. The only instruments we had was one guitar and a tambourine. Did you know you can praise God with a tambourine? Well, well, what's the melody line? Honey, forget it. Your voice is to make the melody. The tambourine is just a little rhythm. I was just with a bunch of Jews. They actually know how to dance. And I'm not talking about a club. I'm talking about in worship to God. Hard on you conservatives, especially with arthritis. <laughs> Praising with strings and pipe. Praising with sounding cymbals. Oh, how many would want to sit in the cymbal section? <laughs> boom, boom. Man, you want to hear the hallelujah chorus. They weren't all quiet tones when they got together. There was just crescendo, praising, praising him, praising with sounding cymbals, praising with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Find a way. Sing, pray, tell him, respond. It just don't be passive. This is not spirituality biblically. Boy, we had a great worship service. No, that was comatose. You had, a, you had an intro to embalming. I mean, we weren't made to be just frozen. I mean, you know, if you want that, you're going to love the cemetery. Nothing moves. Nothing moves. We are animated to give back to him in order with our whole heart, 
for the whole being, however you do it, privately, sing to yourself, corporately, this is corporate praise. God wants his church to respond. And I'm always viewed as I'm getting over this hangover from my gr growing up, that he's still got these hang-ups. No, I'm not hung up, I'm freed up. I'm freed up. And I know I can worship God and say he's a great God, he's mighty, and I don't come to church to be inhibited. I'm free here. That's why I love to preach. I get to act this way. I can only do it here, though. I always fly home. Uh, well, one other place we'll stop. How you can praise him. Look at Hebrews. Hebrews 13. Peter said that we are priests that offer spiritual sacrifices. That means non-bloody. We don't kill animals. We don't wring the neck of birds. We don't do all the Levitical kind of offerings. We, we offer up non-bloody sacrifices. Uh, are you aware of this great truth of the Reformation, the priesthood of every believer? How many of you understand that phrase? Raise your hand if you understand that. Not many of you. The, the priesthood before the Reformation in the 1500s, uh, you always went to a priest to do confession, uh, to do the service in Latin. Uh, he was the middleman that represented you to God. What was rediscovered in the Reformation was Peter, our first pope, said in 1 Peter 2, 5, we offer up spiritual sacrifices, and we each one have become a priesthood and a holy kingdom of priests, which means every believer, every believer in Christ has free access to God, and there's only one man they go through to get to the Father. Jesus Christ, the mediator between God and men, 1 Timothy 2.5, we have one mediator between us and God, the man, Christ Jesus, but you get to bring your own incense, praise, you bring your own body, you, bring, you get direct access to God with no middleman in between. Preachers are not middlemen. I'm not your priest. I can't worship for you. I can exhort you to worship, but I can't make you worship. And, and I don't ask you to come to me to confess your sins. I've had people so many years, there must be great relief in, or in confession because I've had many people tell me more than I needed to know. I really mean it. I think over 40 years of things I've heard, but they were finding relief. I've had women walk in that had been involved in an affair 15 years before they ever met me and break down and tell me, and I thought, I, I don't need to know this, but they needed to, because there's this craving for a middleman. The real middleman is Christ. But he says here, listen to what he says in Hebrews 13, verse 15. Through him, that is Christ, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. When you praise God, when you extol the greatness of his deeds, the greatness of his person, his attributes, his being, uh, it's a sacrifice. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. 
for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So offer praise, fruit that of the lips that acknowledge him, give thanksgiving. We don't neglect to do good. Handing out a bunch of uh, turkey baskets, we're not trying to earn our way to heaven. It's just part of our priestly ministry to do good. Take, we're going to take an offering when I'm through this sermon. And you know what? We're, we're doing it as part of our priestly ministry. If you're not a believer and you don't attend this church normally, please, please, uh, you don't participate in this offering. This offering is for us. We call this our church home. Now, unless you're a Christian and you have big money, <laughs> you're a Christian. Big money. Doesn't matter. The widow's might is big when you give it in his name. And so we give not to earn our salvation, not to pay rent on heaven, but it's a part of the priestly makeup of believers. We want to give him thanks. We want to do good. We want to praise him for what he's done, for his deeds. What a God. Why will we not want to give thanks? Now, let me ask you this. How are you doing at this matter of thanksgiving? Uh, you know what I'd like for you to do? God knows what you're doing in private, but did you know your Sunday school teacher for your kids don't know it? Any of you people have your kids in our Sunday school? Uh, if your children are under five, I'm sorry, they just have not written an encouragement card to any of our teachers. Guess who should? You. Who else? Your kids can't say thank you yet. That takes maturity, doesn't it? Uh, nursery. Take care of my baby. Do a good job. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm not there. I'd give them back to you. Take care of them. We didn't have nursery when we started this church. My wife was the nursery help. She did it. Yeah, we take everything. I'm entitled. If you want me in your church, you got to really be good to me. Well, thanks for coming. How long you been here? Ten years. How, how many of your kids have we helped to uh, reach for Christ? I think a Friday night they had games, lockout, and the youth department was doing a Friday night out for the kids, going late at night. We, you know, we've got a youth group to die for. We have children's ministries to die for, and we love them. We love them. I think of, uh, I, I think of an Ernie Sanchez, uh, one of our key uh, ushers and deacons here. You know what? He buries his wife on one day. I don't think he missed a week from being an usher. Uh, he didn't even miss the next week to Timothy. He said, can I stay home? I said, no. You've got to be with us men. We won't let you drown in grief. You be with us men. He was there. Uh, see, do you ever say thank you to anybody horizontally? Thank you. An encouragement card. I mean, a Sunday school teacher. You, did you know one of our greatest Sunday school teachers, I brag on him it's too much, Ron Hughes, is, I mean, the other grades can't stand him, but whatever grade he does, they love him. I mean, he's got these little kids. They run to him. Parents tell me, he's why I know. They love Mr. Ron. Mr. Ron, 60 years old and not a Twinkie, believe me. Uh, why does he do that? He's sure not doing it because the kids can give him anything. He's doing it because he loves the Lord and he loves kids. He really does. But we need to be a place that's not only vertically thankful, but uh, horizontally. 
This has been Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. If you would like to review today's broadcast, well, we are available. Toll free. Give us a call. 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Now, if you would like a copy of today's program, in fact, if you would like the entire four CD set called Who Are You? Be one of our first 10 callers. And for a donation of $10 or more, we'll send a copy your way. So give us a call today and request the series again for a gift of $10 or more. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, ask for the series by name, Who Are You? That phone number again is 855-833-9864. If you're writing to us, our address is Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue. That's Suite 278 here in Hercules. The zip code is 94547. And if you would like more information, again, simply give us a call. We have a new website on our way. In the meantime, valleybible.org is a great place to start. It'll give you a lot of insight as to who we are and what we believe, and our church and our location as well. You are invited to join us. If you're not involved in a church fellowship, do stop by Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Again, details at our website, valleybible.org, or call 855-833-833. 9864. And let one of the ushers know you were invited by the radio broadcast. That would encourage us a great deal. Today's program is sponsored through the generous donation of our listeners. We do thank you for partnering with us here at Truth For Today. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you as you seek Jesus Christ and His truth for today. <music>